One of them's got a face for radio, and the other is blind as a bat. You be the judge of which is which. It's TM5, sponsored by Hannah Strawn Realty. Dan Marino should rot in hell. Nobody knows anything about brain. America! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? Everybody love everybody! Jesus, what happened to your face? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five for August 17th, and we are one day closer to football. Let's go. It's tomorrow. Let's go. It's tomorrow. <laughs> Games so that matter. Games that matter tomorrow, too. That's the cool thing. Like, we've had two weeks of scrimmages, and it's obviously been fun to see them out there. But, yeah, tomorrow's games, they matter. They go in the win-the-loss column. And a lot of them start tonight because of uh, the – well, some of them start tonight because that's when they they were scheduled, but the others have started tonight because of uh, official shortages. Yeah, so that would be that's that's a it's a bigger issue. That's a whole podcast issue right there. Yeah, uh, today is National Thrift Shop Day. Let's go. All right, I'm a I'm a fan of sh- uh, tri- uh, thrift shops. Hello, uh, I speak. Uh, I'm a fan of thrift shops. It seems like every time I go to a thrift shop, they have a lot of big and tall stuff, and I don't know why. I, I guess. I guess goofy, tall, big guys like me do a lot of thrift shopping, thrift shop shopping, uh, and they give yeah. their stuff to thrift shops. I don't know why it seems that way, but every time I go there, I get a lot of nice, big and tall stuff. There's a place in downtown Villarica called Wear Me Again. I don't know if it's technically a thrift shop, uh, but every time I go in there, dude, they always have like nice golf polos for uh, all of them under 20 bucks. Like they're very, very cool. Like Under Armour, Nike, stuff like that. Get a lot of good deals down there. Well, today, after you mentioned today is National Thrift Shop, there's no food short, no food days today. No, no food days today. Nothing. It was really weird. That, that is strange. Yeah. All right. I, I think we had like one or two days like that last year where there was just no food days, so we had to use something else, which is not our mo. We're usually food day guys. Yeah, definitely food day guys. Uh, today or yesterday, the Braves finished the sweep of the New York Yankees and won two nothing. Eddie Rosario had a two-run bomb pretty much early on in the in the game, and that was all she wrote. That's all we needed, two nothing. And Charlie Morton looks outstanding. Six innings pitch, no runs, ten strikeouts. His twenty-fifth game um, with a ten, with ten strikeouts. Let's go, Chuck. In his career. Let's go, Chuck. Yep. Yeah. Nice outing for Morton, man. Especially bouncing back from that seven walk game uh, they had against the Mets. He, he won, we won that seven to nothing, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But nice to see. Charlie bounced back. You know, I've said it on the podcast before. My sort of where I expect Charlie to be is like six innings to three to four earned runs. That's sort of where I expect him to be every single outing. Uh, and when he comes out and, you know, goes uh, goes six and doesn't allow a single earned run, that's, that's pretty amazing. Something else that is amazing for Charlie, he has only pitched in two games this year where he hasn't got some sort of decision. He's 12 and 10 on the season. He's gotten a decision in every game he has pitched in but two. Wow. That nuts. Yeah, still hate it, but yes. Oh, for sure. It's a it's a horrible stat, but the fact that he's pitched, the fact that he's gotten a decision in every game but two is just, that's kind of odd. You don't see that. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. And uh, Braves will begin a three-game set with the San Francisco Giants starting Friday. Spencer Strider on the mound. Yanni Trinos, yeah. your buddy, uh, starting on Friday. My guy, yeah. Yanni Chirizos, man. I don't understand why he's still in the Major League level. I don't understand why he's in a Braves uniform. Uh, this guy's terrible, and he's not good at pitching. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I could go out there and give the Braves exactly what Mr. Chorizo is going to give them this weekend uh, and charge them one-tenth of the price. Yeah, there's no doubt. 
We want Mike Soroka, damn it. Yeah, that that may be a time served uh, kind of thing for for Soroka. So we'll we'll have to see when he can come back up. Vaughn Grissom got the call up. What was it yesterday? I think. Yeah. 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 You got the call up. So hopefully Soroka is not far behind him. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some local softball. The past couple of days have been really, really good in local softball, and we, we just wanted to talk about it and just not just give it the old Marine South scoreboard try. Yeah, give a, give a little highlight instead of just breezing by on the scores, you know, try to highlight these, uh, these softball ladies that are, I'm telling you, we got the best softball in the state right here in the west side. Yeah, let's start with the Bremen Blue Devils. Uh, on Tuesday, Bremen won eight to nothing over Cedartown, who is a really good squad, guys. Cedartown's good. Uh, they Bremen beat them eight to nothing. Peyton Terrell threw a no hitter. Oh baby! I want to say like nine strikeouts too. Uh, yeah, I was looking on. Uh, I was looking on Bremen's softball Instagram. I don't see how many strikeouts she had. Uh, but I do know Aubrey Shoemaker also had a two-run home run to uh, to end the game early. So, two, wow. yeah, two yeah. lady lady Blue Devils out there. Peyton Terrell though with a no hitter. That's insane, dude. That is great. It was great. Uh, let's talk about those Lady Trojans and the Lady Trojans won in walk-off fashion. They were trailing going into the bottom of the eighth inning or seventh inning, eight to three. Scored six runs. To win in walk-off fashion over Westlake, eight, uh, nine to eight, or Northgate, excuse me. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard. You know, Northgate pulled their pitcher there in that last inning when they had a, uh, a eight to three lead, and the Lady Trojans just teed off on that relief pitcher that came in. Just honestly, couldn't they couldn't hit a ball that was going to be an out. Uh, great job by Carrollton, man. It seems like Carrollton's starting to get sort of on the right track with softball. I know they started off a little bit slow, but it seems like it's picking up now uh, for Callie Bear and her crew out there in, in Carrollton. A game that I actually was able to call Central versus Hurt County, that game was phenomenal. A 5-2 to win for the Central Lions. Two number one teams clashing against each other in August is something you just love to watch, and uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, to be honest. This is why both of those teams are going to be really good at the end of the season because they're playing other number one ranked teams in the state, you know, regardless of classification. Both of these teams went out there and battled, and they're both going to be battle for it, better for it when they get into region play and when they get down to Columbus. Yeah, Hurt County played um, East Coweta yesterday, and we'll talk about that here in a second, but East Coweta was number three in the state in 7A. So, yeah, it's they're, they're not shying away from... Uh, from anybody their softball uh kind of schedules games like their uh, football does yeah and I, I think uh i was talking with dave mckenna before before their game uh on tuesday and he said that he scheduled like murderer's row on his non-region schedule just to make sure that you know by the time region schedule pulled around it they were tested yeah and, makes sense yeah uh, Harrison County beats Modal 14 to 5, and that's a huge win for them. I think Model is, Model is in their um, region, so that's a big region win. For Harrison County? Yeah, I believe Model's in the region, isn't it? You, I'm pretty sure you, they are. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, let me click on this. I think you're right. I think that was a region game. Oh, Bryce is looking for that. I'll tell you, Mount Zion fell to Darlington on Tuesday. 
18 to six, uh, tough loss for them. Uh, they've had three, they're going to have three games in a row. So they played Darlington on Tuesday. They played, uh, Armouche yesterday Armouche. and they're going to play temple tonight. And I'll, I'll be on the call for the temple game tonight. And yes, uh, Modell is in Harrelson County's that's early yeah. to have a region game. Really? I feel yeah. like that's really yeah. early. Yeah. So far, Harrelson County undefeated in the region in softball. Hey, there you go. Let's go. Uh, on Wednesday, Bowden beat Callaway eleven to nothing. Carrollton beat Westlake nineteen to one. Just Woo. let's go, baby. Down. Let's go. Put it on them. And then Hurd County. So I've got to find out. Maybe I can before the end of this podcast. I can get um, see if Coach Hornsby's up. But the Hurd uh, County score we've heard differently. Yes. Uh, the Hurd County score that we we saw on max prep says they won 11 to four the score that we were told was they lost yes so i'm about to and so i'm texting hornsby now to ask all right he's been he's been pretty quick to to get back to me and i i have the fact that herd county lost from a pretty reliable source too so uh, you know and and max preps is take it or leave it you have no idea half the time yeah, so, uh, but that's it. And Mount Zion fell to Armouche, 7-2. Oh, Armouche. Oh, like I said, we wanted to give the softball people some uh, some love because they've they've had some couple of really good days. We'll pub. So. We'll pub. Yep. All right, Bryce. Hey, uh, let's, let's talk about our Wednesday pop culture since it's Thursday. Yeah, it's uh, a good day to do it. I like the pop culture Wednesday on a Thursday, especially because we... We both sort of needed our sleep yesterday. <laughs> One of those days, man. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we decided that we were going to do our top five movies of all time. And so I'll, I'll go ahead and preface this because I'm looking at your list and I, I love your list. I love every single one of your movies on your list. I'll go ahead and preface this. My list sounds like a 12 year old made it. <laughs> <laughs> but but i promise you like it's just what the movies that i that i picked were were fantastic movies they were just that they're, they're just comfort movies for me and they don't necessarily so, have to be the top five best movies of all time but they're your top five favorite movies of all time yeah yeah it's top five favorite movies right, of all time right like that's like i don't have citizen kane in my top five but i understand that it is a top five movie of all time it's just not one of my top five favorites right so do you want to go first or what's uh let's, let's, let's trade off left and right five five four four and uh we'll do that i'll start off with my number five um coming in at number five for my favorite movies of all time arguably has one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history in this movie uh it's full metal jacket with gunny it's just the the major malfunction oh man it's just uh, a jelly donut (laughs) one thing i hate is an unlocked lock footlocker uh that that whole scene that whole movie is just so quotable the steers and queers (laughs) i don't see no horns on you uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an awesome movie. Full Metal Jacket is an awesome movie. Uh, the the beginning part where they're at where they're at basic training and, and going through it and everything with Gunny is is amazing. 
Gunny is phenomenal. The fact that he ad-libbed all of almost all of those lines was just insane. It's a it's a great movie. I think it's a Stanley Kubrick movie as well. Um, I think yeah. I think Kubrick made that. And uh, my honorable mention number six was also another Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, a Clockwork Orange uh, would have been number six on my list. Uh, I love that movie. But yeah, Full Metal Jacket's about five for me. Give me a movie that won best best uh, animated feature movie of 1995, I believe, and it's uh, The Lion King. Okay. I, I love The Lion King. It's just been one of those movies that I've, I've been a big fan of my entire life. Well, most of my life. I was <laughs> I was 10 when it came out, I think. Um, it was 94. It was 94. Anyway, um, I, The Lion King's just great. The, the music's phenomenal. The... The artwork was great for the time, um, and I I absolutely love The Lion King. And when you have James Earl Jones in, in there as a king, <laughs> nothing better. Yeah, who doesn't love The Lion King? That's an that's an awesome movie. I'm a big Lion yeah, King it's, fan. It's one of those things that, like The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie of all time, and people like will still say, ah, well, you know, there's all these. No, nope, it's The Lion King. Done. Oh, favorite Disney oh. movie of all time. Mine's probably Star Wars. Oh, see, that that's, that doesn't count for me. Like, I understand they're Disney now, but yeah. it it doesn't count anymore. Princess Leia yeah. is a Disney princess now. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, at number four, I have the best mob movie of all time. Uh, no, it is not The Godfather, because I do not consider that the best mob movie of all time. It's none of The Godfathers. It's Goodfellas. Goodfellas is the best mob movie of all time. It's, it's written about a true story about Henry Hill. Um, it goes through kind of his rise in the mob uh, and then his eventual falling out with the mob and going into witness protection. It is a wonderfully written movie. It's got star power absolutely everywhere. Uh, it is, it's the best mob movie, and it's, it comes in at number four on my list of my top five favorite movies of all time. Good choice. Um, I love I love Goodfellas. So. Such a good movie. Yeah. And there's so many good one-liners in that movie. It's ridiculous. Uh, my my next number, my number four is uh, as one of the best uh, scores, um, music scores on it um, that made you just fear your life. <laughs> and it's Jaws. Uh, when you hear the... Oh, yeah. Oh. It, you're like oh, oh here we go yep. um it's it's one of those one of those moments that i you have to give john williams his props because that, that was phenomenal the one-liners in that movie are, are great you know we need a bigger boat uh <laughs> one of the best lines in movie history um yeah and it's just it was one of those horror movies too because honestly jaws was a horror movie People were terrified of that of going near the water when that movie came out. I, they, I don't blame they them. Were, yeah, yeah. And when the good thing about what Steven Spielberg did was he didn't really show the animal until like later on in the movie, and just it was just great. Just show the show the behind the, or the um, the aftermath essentially of what happened with it and that's all you saw so it was it was just a great great movie and i love jaws yeah it was a good job of storytelling uh by spielberg about not showing the villain too early and just getting glimpses of it and hinting at it real suspense thriller type deal 
Uh, and you watch the making of Jaws, man. The trials and tribulations that everybody went through to try to make that movie was insane. Like, Bruce kept breaking down constantly. <laughs> and it was it was crazy. And nobody thought it was going to be a success. Everybody thought it was going to be a huge flop. And it turned out to be one of the biggest blockbuster films of all time. 1974 or 5, I think. I think it was 5. I think it was 75. I think Because I think Jaws was two years before Star Wars. The first Star Wars was 77. Uh, at number three, I have The Green Mile, which is one of the best Tom Hanks movies, I think, of all time. Uh, it, it's it's right up there, and I got I got Hanksy on here again, actually, on my top five. But uh, The Green Mile is one of the greatest jobs by Tom Hanks, acting-wise, uh, when he's not just doing a voice for cartoons. It's a good movie. It's kind of a supernatural movie. It's a twist that I didn't expect the first time I ever saw The Green Mile. I didn't expect that sort of twist in this movie. Um because yeah, yeah, it was, it, I didn't expect that. Um, and Mr. Jinx, uh, he steals the camera, he steals every single scene that he's in. Uh, good movie. It's just, you know, it's one of those movies that every time it's on, I, I, I gotta watch the entire thing. Like, I don't care what we're doing, I'm gonna sit down and watch just about the entire thing of The Green Mile. Boss, I'm dog tired. <laughs> Name's Paul Coffee Boss. Dude. Like the J. It's spelled different. It's spelled different. I love that movie, man. It's so good. You just be quiet you know over there, coffee. You know that's a Stephen King book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, um, was, the next one, my next one is also a Stephen King book, I think. I don't know. Um, he's, he's written 16 bajillion books. Yeah. My number three is E.T. Uh, and again, I think you're seeing the trend here with Steven Spielberg. Like, you've, you've got Tom Hanks a couple times. I've got Steven Spielberg. Uh, E.T. was just so well done in the, in the 1980s, and it was a feel-good family movie. There was just it was entertaining for everybody, and um, I'll be right here. It's heartbreaking. So I loved it. So that's E.T. at number. Three. And the good thing about E.T. is it spawned the worst video game that was ever made. The, the E.T. video game for Atari is the worst video game oh, yes. ever. Horrible. I forgot that. Yeah. I wish <laughs> I could. Uh, worst video <laughs> game of all time. Uh, at number two, I have Shawshank Redemption. It's Morgan Freeman's best role, and it's it's his best movie. Does a phenomenal job at it. You know, it's about a guy that gets uh, gets accused. You know, you know, we don't know if we did it or not. Uh, of murdering you know, his wife's lover because they had the, the little entanglement beginning of the movie. It's about him trying to get through prison life and about prison life and everything. And I, it's just really well written, man. The character arcs in it. Um, I forget, what's the name of the old man that gets out and, uh, and can't like assimilate back to Jonesy? Isn't that what his name is, Jonesy? Um, yeah, That's right, yeah. Yeah, can't assimilate back to life. It's just a, it's, it's a really... It's a really good movie. I, I like how Morgan Freeman has a little foreshadowing in the beginning of the movie, talking about getting out of there as a pipe dream, and that's eventually how he escaped was through a poop pipe. And uh, it's just a it's a great movie. So yeah, Shawshank Redemption number two for me. My number two is one of those movies that you talked about with Goodfellas. Just the star power was just ridiculous. Give me the star power of a few good men. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah that, that was that loaded. Movie was insanely good and insanely talented across the board um 
who all you had in that movie was just absolutely ridiculous. Kevin Bacon as the prosecutor, um, you know, Tom Hanks, Demi Moore, um, and I just forgot the guy's name that was with him on the def- on the defense. Uh, but Jack Nicholson, Kiefer Sutherland, I mean, I could go on and on and on. This this movie was absolutely loaded in star power. Um, but, you know, it, it has one of the best monologues of, of all time. You know, the where Jack started that you can't handle the truth. Right. That's phenomenal. So oh, I, I love it, too, man. Quoted, quoted millions of times, too. Every, oh, every yeah. time I think of A Few Good Men... I like. I'll start watching that, and then I'll go to that Men of Honor movie with Cuba Gooden Jr. and Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. That's, yep. for some reason I always always think about those two movies together. Um, I not, also because it's Tom Cruise drinking like the entire time he was drinking freaking yuhus. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, my number one movie of all time. I I think it is the best war movie ever made. It's my favorite movie of all time. It has uh, the first. 20 15 to 20 minutes of this movie are probably Insane. the best best 15 to 20 minutes of to open any movie ever of all time it's the most realistic war movie um you know that's what uh, people that have been over a war have said when they saw this movie it's it's saving private ryan um once again tom hanks pops up on here a uh, bunch of star power on on this movie as well vin diesel is in it you know fast and the furious yep. star uh, this is one of those movies that if I sit down and it's on, I will watch it from the very beginning to the very end. Um, I, me, Braxton, and Grayson actually sat down uh, during the summer and watched this entire thing, watched the entire movie of Saving Private Ryan. It's it's an amazing, amazing war story about you know them trying to go through and find with the long, the last living brother of a you know a foursome of brothers, and it's uh it's just a it's just an awesome story, man, and, and the. The writing is good, and the mystique about about Tom Hanks' character, what he was before the war, is really cool. Um, I, I I just love it. I love it. I think it's the I think it's the best war movie ever made. How funny is it the fact that you and I both have war movies as our number one? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's what we <laughs> what we grew up with. <laughs> My number one is Braveheart. Uh, best picture of 1995 was absolutely phenomenal um mel why did i just forget mel brooks no no it's not mel brooks <laughs> mel gibson, gibson. <laughs> sometimes you know at 6 40 in the morning our brain my brain just says well nope, we've, no we've, to be fair we've already rep- recorded this podcast once today so we had a <laughs> we had a recording error and had to redo it so this is our this is take two <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson was great as William Wallace. Um, just the entire story of William Wallace was was great, great, great. And I, the good thing is, is, like early or late '90s, we were able, I was able to go to Scotland and to be around where you know Edinburgh and the, where the Battle of Stirling happened, and it was just really, really interesting for me. So I I have loved. Braveheart for as, as long as the movie's been out and it's it's still my number one and you know I, Catherine sent me a text the other day that she you know let Jace her um, boyfriend's son watch it the other day yeah and he the, the comment out of Jace was 
William Wallace is the head headless horseman. <laughs> I'm like out of the mouths of babes. That's awesome. <laughs> Did he ask what Premanocta was? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Billy, nothing on the Marine South scoreboard from last night. We uh, we looked over local softball earlier in the podcast. Tonight, though, in softball, we have Bowden at Darlington, Harrelson County at Murray County, Mount Zion at home versus Temple, and Villarica is on the road at Maynard Jackson. And I believe we also have some volleyball tonight. Uh, we have Carrollton is at Northside and they take on Northside and Hardaway. And then Heard County is at home and they welcome in Rockmark and Pike County tonight in volleyball action. And I will be at uh, Mount Zion versus Temple. I will be calling that game tonight for Hometown Sports Media. So Sweet. be sure to tune in. This afternoon, uh, first pitch is at 5.30, so I'll probably go live right around 5.20. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a good time out in Mount Zion. And that'll tonight. be on the Tigers and Eagles network on the Hometown Sports Media network. app. Yep. yep. Be sure to download the, the Hometown Sports Media app so you can hear this voice calling softball. <laughs> oh, I'm going to delete it now. <laughs> Bryce, you need another <laughs> Yes, I do, sir. Dude, we both knew. Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm going to live off coffee today. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goosebies. United States coach Vlako Adonoski resigns after the World Cup uh, exit. Yeah, like, good for him. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to say it's the reason we didn't win the World Cup, but it's certainly the reason why we didn't play as well we should have. Yeah. Yeah. It, we, we talked about it. Um, and, and I did just get a text finally from uh, Hornsby. They lost 10-4. to 4. Stupid Max Preps. Yep, Max Preps is wrong. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, there's he was there was definitely a big portion of the reason they the United States lost, and it's it was him. That was uh, jo- Jonathan Taylor away from the Colts after coming back for an excused personal matter this time. Yeesh. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on out there in Indy with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and all that stuff, but the only thing I can tell you is I am steering clear of Jonathan Taylor Thomas in my fantasy football drafts right now. We haven't done an entire one, but my mock drafts, I am I am steering clear of that whole situation until it gets uh, cleared up. The Falcons place guard Matt Hennessy on the season-ending IR, and I I tweeted that to you last night when this happened, and I am not happy about this. That's yeah, not great. I had to see was going to be a big portion portion of our offensive line, and now we're really testing the depth of the the O line. That sucks, dude. That 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 really sucks. From an O line that looked good, obviously just one preseason game, you can't put a ton of stock in it. But it uh, they 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 looked better than last year. I'll say that. So that kind of sucks. Buccaneers wide receiver Russell Gage, former Falcon, has season-ending surgery. I hate that for Russell. You hate to see anybody go out with a season-ending injury in preseason. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, I know Jamison Williams uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown both went down in Detroit Lions camp yesterday. You know, Cooper Cup picked up a little, picked up a little knock. Uh, Joe Burrows picked up a little knock. You never want to see this in preseason, man. It always sucks, in the, especially when it happens to big stars. So, yeah, I want everybody to come out of preseason healthy. Quote, if one fights, we all fight, unquote. And that's Coach Prime as he scolds his players for ignoring a fracas. Yeah, did you did you see this video yesterday of Coach Prime kind of going off on his players at practice? 
No, I missed it. He was um. So there was a fight, and like he saw he saw people walking away from the fight, and he was pretty much getting on him. Like, don't walk away from the fight. Like, go in there and you know either break it up or do something. Like, don't just ignore it. So. Yeah. I don't I don't really know what that means, but we'll see. We'll see if it equates to on-field success when they take on TCU in the first game of the season. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a big game. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, TCU, TCU can very well destroy them. TCU's going to take out all the anger they have pent up over the Georgia game. Well, they they should have a lot of anger. That was just that was absolutely bad. Down. That was embarrassing. Finally, today, 1933, Major League Baseball player Lou Gehrig plays record 1,308th consecutive game. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. pretty good. That's the pretty, Iron Horse. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. He's all right. Yeah. Give him a C plus. <laughs> you got anything else for us, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Thursday. Next time you hear us will be the first football Friday of the year. Football Friday. I cannot wait. Uh, the Maxwell ratings have already come out, and I cannot wait to talk uh, those those lines with you tomorrow because they are juicy. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. For Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow on our Football Friday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.